I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. The moist man, Marcus. <laughs> the golf. The golf. The golf is on fire. <laughs> Just add a little water. We don't need no water. It's already got some. <laughs> exactly. Marcus, you might need to go to the golf match. They might need some moisture at this point. Oh, no. Because the water caught on fire. <laughs> Did you guys talk about this last week? I missed last week, so I don't know. We did not. It was, oh, okay. This was after that. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. So some kind of oil explosion happened under the Gulf of Mexico, and there was a literal goddamn like hole to hell happening yeah. in the ocean, it like a volcano. At the, at the same time on Twitter, uh, Godzilla and Cthulhu were trending, <laughs> <laughs> which should tell you how things are going. That's hilarious. So basically, a shitload of oil came spewing out of this pipeline, and it caught on fire, and it turns out the ocean can burn. And I, there was another video where there were ships spraying water at it. Like, that, guys, there's already water, and it's not solving the problem. Yeah. No, no, no. You just got to apply it on top, and, exactly. and that'll be good. You yeah. could almost say that it is encased in water. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's not helping. So, um, but... Yeah, so basically, and the whole reason this happened is because, Marcus, what? Global warming. Capitalism. Also capitalism, yes. Yes. Because the oil companies um, continue to not give a shit about uh, the oceans and how important they are to everyone. Right. Even as we inch closer to the end of the world. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, Italy is literally covering glaciers with, like, sunscreen so they won't melt. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this just, up. Just thousands of Italian men out there slathering sunscreen on top of, exactly. a, of a glacier. Constantly. It's created so many jobs, but it is we so must funny. Save it ice, must save it an iceberg. <laughs> is that Italian? That is Italian. That, that, oh, sorry, I got, I got the... We must have saved an iceberg. <laughs> Put on the lotion. Sorry, you gotta, you gotta do the fingers if you want to get it right. Was oh, that oh, Buffalo yeah. Bill? He was Italian? <laughs> You know what I think about it, but that's a great character, actually. <laughs> Italian Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Would you fuck me? I would fuck me. Man, oh, I don't man. think it's really. I don't really think Italian people get offended that much, but I think they should be here because <laughs> this is a butchering. Is this better or worse than the time when I said Italy had no satellites? This is worse. This is worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say so. <laughs> So, but Seth, you are correct. They did actually put like a giant, like literal suns, like a like a, like a tarp over their their ice, their glacier, yeah. to protect it from the sun, because that's where we're at. Exactly. And I, I gotta say though, honestly, kind of a good idea for now. 
We should start covering more glaciers during the summer. Yeah. All year, honestly. I mean, they don't really have to excrete much. Um, How so. crazy is it that that's where we're at, though? Yeah. Literally covering our problems with tarps. <laughs> yeah, put a tarp over it. This will work. Oh. It's pretty funny. It, it's, it's, it's funny and it's terrifying. Like, there's that heat wave that happened that's, I think, still ongoing in the Pacific Northwest, which is just, like, yeah. insane. I saw, like, after the first day in Vancouver, like, 30 people had, like, died. Like, it wasn't even, like, in the hospital. 30 people had died from heat, heat, like, heat exhaustion. Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty crazy. Especially, you know, up in Canada, where we, people just think it's always cold. And last week, the temperature in Antarctica was 16 degrees Celsius. Which, so. for American listeners, is... A number that right. in in Fahrenheit, not great for Antarctica. <laughs> it's too fucking high, is what it is. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what what was it before? <laughs> if the temperature in Antarctica is above zero, we've probably we're oh, probably wow, fucked. Sixty point eight degrees Fahrenheit. A nice Jeez. chill. Mmm. Yeah. Risk I, outside. I mean, hey, here, kind of a good temperature. They are not great. <laughs> no, that's t-shirt weather, people. That is put on your shorts. Okay, that is not t-shirt weather. I don't think I understand. Maybe I don't know. Maybe for for you know guys our size, but um, guys our size. Don't you fucking steal fat guy Valor over there? I'm I'm thinking I'm getting it. You skinny little bitch. No, I'm getting it though. I legitimately have. Yeah. I've I've noticed. Our, see this, Marcus. Our big man Valor is being stolen. I've by noticed this a big skinny okay, first bitch. Of all, over first here. of all, for the listeners, I'm honestly not that skinny. This little and I, I'm being asshole. honest. I've noticed a big difference, and like I can, mm. I used to be in an air conditioned room, and I would be like, "This is too much." Like, please. Now I'm like, feels pretty good in here, actually. Let me, let me, let me stretch out. I like this. Real so, quick yeah. question, Seth. How much do you weigh? Uh, a little over 200 pounds. Mm. Those are rookie numbers, sir. I understand. Yeah, remember two hundred pounds? Remember two hundred? <laughs> I miss yeah. it. I miss what was it that? So 10, 20 years ago for you guys? When we when we were like fifteen, it was great, right. good times. Guys, I got just a some, kidding, just kidding. I got a sad fact for you guys. That's almost twenty years ago for you. <laughs> you guys are getting pretty close to that being twenty years. Back when life was fun. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna die soon. Uh, Not from old age, but just from the Gulf of Mexico being on fire, probably. <laughs> yeah. From myriad uh, environmental disasters that are happening. All I'm saying is, I personally think 60 degrees is a good time to put on the t-shirt and shorts and go outside. Because it's so fucking hot in Georgia, I will take what I can get That's when true. it's nice and cool like it's that. 70 is preferable, but I'll do 60. Yeah, it's it's hot as hell in the south right now. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, I, I walked to my car earlier. and I, when I, I sat down and I sat in the car for like five minutes before I drove. Because all that is so hard. Right. Your car is 300 feet from your house. Exactly. <laughs> he tell you. God, it, my, car is, my car is white. You know it's supposed to like reflect, reflect the sun's rays and shit. I got yeah. in that car, I almost fucking melted. Oh yeah. I was like, holy shit. Same here. I have a white car and it's it's hot as shit in there. People with black cars must have just died. <laughs> I mean... I ha- I have what was it we saw well, we saw the uh goddamn something I saw like an old picture from the twenties of like wax mannequins that were in department stores melting in their heat wave. Oh yeah. And that heat weight was like eighty degrees, alright? Don't get it and twisted. They look creepy as hell. <laughs> oh yes. my god. 
But I saw somebody in, 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 I think it was like Portland, their car's tires were like, a, was like a fix to the asphalt. It was so goddamn hot. It was 112 no, degrees in Portland the other day. Jesus. And not because the tires melted, the fucking asphalt melted around them. In some places, the streets were cracking because they use a thinner layer of asphalt down there because it doesn't get this fucking hot. And it did, and it's fucking cracking like our fucking roots were growing up underneath it. It's insane. But you know how many people had a great time like cooking eggs on the hoods of their car? Because <laughs> I've always wanted to do that when it gets really hot. I've always wanted to crack an egg on a car and see if you can actually do that. Would you then eat it? If I cleaned the car. Yeah. <laughs> my car has bird shit all over it now. A bird shit on my shoulder today! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Apparently that's, like, lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, and the weird thing was, I was sitting on, like, my porch, and the shoulder that was away from the elements, all mm. of a sudden, I just feel something on it. I look over, and it's bird shit. There's no bird around me. I mean, there's birds all around, but there's no bird, like, directly above me. So the bird had to have shit, and then it angled, kamikaze in all the way over my other shoulder... And onto the one that was less exposed. So, pretty impressive from the bird. So you're saying that the wind blew this shit onto your shoulder, and the bird intended for that to happen? I mean, I'm saying the bird could targeted have, attack. The bird could have calculated the trajectory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, birds are good because it birds. wasn't that windy outside. I got to be honest with you. And I had a fan blowing at me, so technically, the that should have helped me out a little bit. But they were they calculated everything. Could it be a turf war between this bird and the bird that lives in your porch? That bird is now gone. Yeah, oh, wow. Exactly. So, no. I just think this bird had some a, an incredible amount of malice aforethought to um, shit on my shoulder. So, <laughs> the joke's on them, because as Marcus has pointed out, this is lucky. And right after I actually bought a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much you win? Uh, Six billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah. We're never this is Seth's last episode here. of the show. Yeah. No, I'm putting all my money into the podcast. We're gonna become the biggest wow. podcast in America. That's a good investment, baby. I'm getting, oh, I'm yes, getting all of us on Joe Rogan. We're all gonna go on there. <laughs> we made it. Boys. We're, we're we're gonna buy Ben Shapiro's podcast and take it over. Yeah, I'm gonna buy Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Making my personal driver or something. There you go. Oh, so, um, Gulf of Mexico was on fire. That was insane. Yeah. Um, I just, but hey, I they said where... they've got it under control. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I saw some bootlicking motherfucker who was like, isn't it amazing how we have the technology and the skill and the will to have, to have a fire break out in the Gulf of Mexico and put it out in five hours with no fatalities. And I'm like, isn't the bigger problem? <laughs> there was a fire to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like if I shot you and then I was like, took you to the doctor and I fixed you up and I was like, isn't it amazing yeah. how we have the we have the technology and the skill and the will to repair yeah. your arteries after a bullet fired by who knows who could have been anybody yeah. plowed into you? Some random assailant just ran, just walking around. Oh man! But you knew it was me. Yeah. Oh man. That so is, yeah, that's the kind of shit we're dealing with. I do love the crazy amount of bootlicker logic you can find on Twitter. Um, it's insane. I saw a tweet the other day. It was like a quote tweet, and it was basically like, "Oh, you dumb socialists! You guys are too stupid to work, and you don't you understand? You think everyone can just 
have all the resources in the world. And the, the reason it was quote tweeted is the person was like, you are never going to believe what this is a reply to. It was a reply to somebody reviewing the new Boss Baby movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the tweet was something like, babies can't be bosses because they don't have the sociopathy necessary for yeah, it. Yeah, it was just person- a tiny joke about being a baby boss. And this person was like, oh, you stupid socialist. You don't understand how managerial tasks work, is dummy. It, isn't that the whole joke of the fucking movie? <laughs> It doesn't even matter. What is with this tweet? What has happened to people? What has happened to people? I, were we always like this, or did the internet make us like this? I think that's a little bit of both. I think the internet amplified us, but it also did change us. Oh, man. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I think it, it allowed us more opportunities to express what was already there. Exactly. And then it it feeds into itself, you know. Once you start going down a certain path, it start it's easy to start like building up and accumulating more because you're like, oh, there's other people like me out there. There's other weirdos, exactly. and perverts. Because even though it exposes you to all the opinions there are, it also helps you just reinforce your own as much as you want to without ever changing your your mind at all. Because uh, if you fall if fall into certain circles, you can just always shit on other circles for no reason. And like there's some, people will just never really expand. They're just like, this is what makes sense to me, and this is what I'm going to be forever. Um, I mean, so yeah, that's I, I just, I do think that's what the internet kind of gives us for, for better or worse. I do think that without the internet, I'd be, I would be a less developed person than I am now for sure, but I might be happier. You'd either, <laughs> you'd either be less developed or way more developed. I don't know. Just, I, I really don't know. That's the thing. Marcus would books. be more developed because Genshin Impact is on the internet and that yes. would... And most of the anime he watches is on the internet. So that would be... Very true. Marcus might have a PhD at this point. <laughs> I know, right? the internet. If Marcus couldn't watch anime on the internet, do you think he would be like a book-reading guy? I think he'd be a book-reading guy. He'd be a book-writing guy. He'd be, he'd be over here writing the, some novels. Well, Marcus is an artist, so he'd probably be more like a, like a Picasso at this point, right? He yeah, would have already like, mastered his craft. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He would live in a 100-square-foot a apartment. Or 100,000 square foot. I'm saying like huge. Like he, he lives like a football stadium and there's like one painting in the middle of it. That's what Marcus yep. would do. And then he would it's just the sell that one to buy his next football stadium house. Yep. Um, so yeah, Marcus. So well, That's a good reason to not watch anime ever again. Just, I don't know. Wow! It's <laughs> not even convincing enough. I don't know, man. It kind of reminds me of people who say that, like, if you if you ban like porn, people will become more sociable, and I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. I think th- those folks are going to stay where they are already. Yeah, banning porn is a terrible idea. It happened, they did it in India, and it is uh, it's not not great for the people there. So I think I think we should definitely uh, not do that. So they're trying to do it in the UK as well. Well, what? What do you get out of this? Isn't the UK already bad enough that it can't just have porn? Exactly. Isn't it already a curse enough land? Yeah, they should make heroin legal there. Like, they should give you some kind of edge. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that place just haunted by ghosts at this point? Like, who's left after, after Brexit? Like, yeah. what's what's still there? They actually count the ghosts in the, pop- in the census and the population totals. <laughs> they count all the ghosts. I I did see some fucking horrible shit from some school in the UK where part of their, like... They're not curriculum. I don't know. Like behavioral standards are that kids have to smile at all times and can't look out the window 
and they they can't go to, ba- to the bathroom unless it's between classes. Nah, bullshit. Mm-mm. I'd be. Can a you imagine? <laughs> I know, right? Yes, yeah, Seth, Seth's doing it right now for us. It's a visual, not a visual medium. No, I literally don't smile. Like unless I'm laughing, mm-hmm. I just don't like smile that often. So I couldn't that even do true. that. You always look very sour. Exactly. <laughs> like or stoic. I don't know. Like I have to be laughing. I'd be in a conversation. I can't just sit still and just start be, be smiling. Be smiling. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to prepare you. They're trying to prepare these kids for like a life of customer service. Like we're behind a, behind a fucking cash register or whatever. And if I ever see a cash register person smiling, it makes me nervous <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like if they're talking to me and they're making a joke, smiling, that's fine. But if they're just like looking dead eyed at me and smiling, I'm just like, I blink twice if you need help. Like I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. This is scary. Yeah, it's like people don't smile at their jobs really, unless your job is like receiving blowjobs all day or something. <laughs> that was literally the only thing I could think of. Wow, <laughs> I would smile and work. Wow, same fucking brain on me and Marcus apparently. <laughs> My job at the blowjob receiving factory. <laughs> Man, the applications for that job go quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm testing the, the new model of of the, the <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic, I had to work from home and blow myself. <laughs> what if there was like new blowjob tech that came out, like a new a new methodology? Yeah. In fact, what if for for the pandemic they came up with like long distance blowjobs? <laughs> oh, They're like, hey, put this machine around your penis. We're gonna operate it from here, and it's gonna give you a really good blowjob. <laughs> Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, whatever. Dickless man applies for a new job. That's actually a real thing called tel- teledildonics. Is what that's, what it's, it's a scientific field, it's called. Is tele-operated uh, dildos, which is more than just like a what we think of as a dildo. Yeah. It's like a sex toys in general. But yeah, getting getting a job at the the getting your dick sucked factory is really hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> I was drinking water, but I was right there with you. <coughs> oh god. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that it's it's fucked up to try and teach kids that they should smile at all times. That's weird. I think it's fucked up to that we should make people live in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of feel bad for people who have to live through that sort of punishment. Cruel and unusual doesn't even begin to explain it. I've never been to the UK, but in my head, it's just like Anne Orlando in Dark Souls. That's the entire country. Yes. (laughs) Whenever I think about the UK, I still think about like really old castles. And yeah, Anne Orlando is a good one. That's a good example. I mean, like wasn't that called Albion before? Like... (laughs) (laughs) I'll be on, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I ever went to the UK, I flew in on a plane, which would probably be some kind of like biplane or something, or it would be uh, yeah. carried by a giant owl or something to the country. That that Smo and Ornstein would be there waiting for me. Like, yeah. time to get fucked up. Has anyone constructed a good joke with like Orlando, like Anna Orlando? Has anyone done that yet? I gotta figure that one out. This- 
Yeah, this could be the place, Seth. Um, yeah. Let's workshop it yeah. real quick. No, no, no. I'll workshop it throughout the rest of the episode, and I'll use it as my closing joke. All right, okay. <laughs> I want to actually do it real quick. I want to tie Florida and global warming together real quick. Well, that's an easy handshake right there. Because <laughs> I recently watched a movie that uh, delved into the true problems facing our country. That movie's called The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. Ah, the Chris Pratt-Mike Mitchell uh, joint, yes. Sam Richardson really is the true star of the show, yeah. in my opinion. But in this movie, for those people who don't know, Marcus, have you heard about that Tomorrow War? I have heard about it. I know nothing about it. Every time I thought the movie couldn't get dumber, it did. Uh, because the premise is that one day during the World Cup, you'll get big blue lightning future people come out of this fucking empty space. And they're like, hey, we're fighting a war in the future, and you gotta come up here and help us. And apparently, instantaneously, every government on Earth was like, alright, you got it. We're sending all our military to help yeah. you out. Cool. Sounds and they, legit. And they all, they all immediately get murdered. <laughs> and so then they're like, alright, time to start sending civilians. Like, they would send your mom to go fight in the future oh against the, the alien threat, she's, right? She's instant dead. Jesus. I know, right? And But here's the thing. Okay, so there's all kinds of shit. So many things happen in this movie. But it turns out that the aliens didn't really invade. They were always here. They were in a ship that crashed a long time ago under the ice in Russia. And that by 2048, global warming has melted the ice enough that the ship is exposed and the aliens escape. So in the end of the movie, the true enemy is climate change. Yeah. God damn. But this movie is so fucking stupid, y'all. In the space of 30 or 40 years, we are, I guess actually, oh my God, it's, it's 2021. Fuck, it's actually like 20 years. Yeah. I'm old. Science has not advanced one bit. Guns, they're still guns, baby. Body armor is still Kevlar vests. We got better medicine. Can't even get you that. No, I'm sorry. Nothing has changed. The only advancement is there are now, there's a time tunnel to the past. And there's drones that have machine guns on them. So that's our two big changes. And it's so great. At the beginning of the movie, they, they go to Miami Beach, right? Miami Beach, Miami Beach is where the movie starts in. And it looks the exact same as present-day Miami Beach. In a movie where global warming is a true enemy, nothing has changed in Miami Beach, y'all. It's the exact same city. My God. Do you think that we're going to have stuff besides guns and Kevlar in 20 years? I mean, at least Terminator thought there'd be a plasma rifle in 20 years, you know, yeah. or a laser gun. But I would say that's incredibly optimistic. Right. You know what? You're right. So Terminator <laughs> probably more optimistic than we have today. Yeah, I'd say the whole whole franchise is more optimistic than anything I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that everyone could be destroyed. <laughs> Man. You know, if 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 there was if you were to remake Terminator today, if you were to give me the money, let me remake Terminator. The movie would not be anything like the movie that you saw in theaters because okay. there would be no conflict and no plot. What happens is Skynet wakes up and is like, "Man, I really hate all these humans. I'm just going to chill for like 30 years and they'll do it for me." So, yeah. Peace. <laughs> Well, if it would be an evil AI today, it would be like my only job at this point is just to sit around. Yeah. Cuz you can handle this. Like movie. if aliens want to destroy the world right now, just hover your spacecraft up there and wait, man. Because it's going down. We can't, we can't <laughs> yeah. stop it at this point. I mean, if you have a spacecraft that can travel from your galaxy to ours, you already can win. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt you can beat us. <clears throat> it's just like, don't even expend the effort, baby. Just, yeah. just watch. Don't use any of your resources. You don't have to. Yeah. 
Oh my god. So the Tomorrow War, by the way, is an extremely stupid movie. Uh, uh, but I was entertained the entire time. So I'll, I'll say that for a two-hour movie, it actually managed to, to keep up a pretty decent pace. And I, I was never bored while watching it, which is more than I can say for some two-hour movies. Yeah. Same review goes for Fast 9. I saw that movie, and man, it is, it is one of the... It's gotta be the dumbest of all the Fast movies. Um, but it's fun. Hey, it, that's... It, that's- that's all you really need from a Fast 9. It's very fun. Here. But man, you guys, they keep doing something in the Fast 9. They've been doing it since Fast 5. And it, especially with Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez, which I just don't understand. They've done this, I think I've counted it. I think they've done it four times at this point. Where Letty will, for whatever reason, be in the air, moving very quickly towards the ground. And then, instead of like, I mean... I mean, I don't even know what you would actually do in that scenario, but their solution is always, oh, instead of letting her hit the ground, let's pull up a car and let her hit the hood of the car, and that'll break her fall. <laughs> and then she's fine. Literally, no injuries. I mean, just, I, they've done it so <laughs> many. I'm like, do you think that the two feet that the car is off the ground is going to save that much damage? Listen, I'm just saying that the aluminum roof of a car is way more flexible than asphalt. That's my... Yeah, but what you, no, 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 no. What you're forgetting is that the people who in these movies, they drive cars have been modified to be bulletproof. There is oh. no way those things are made of aluminum anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Take that. Uh, okay, these cars. Right. Counter argument. Okay. We're a family. Eat shit. That's Eat true. shit. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Unsurprisingly, the family stuff comes up in this one as well. Um, and yeah, it is uh man, I got I got to say I I I think Vin Diesel is an okay entertainer. He's got some weird stuff in his personal life. But it's just so weird that the movies that he's like the flagship guy of is where he does his absolute worst acting. He just do, he just does nothing in those movies. But I've seen him in stuff like Chronicles of Reddit. And even though it's kind of a punchline, even in The Pacifier, he shows range. He's actually good in those movies. But in fast, he just kind of stands still and says words. And then people are like, yeah, I want to follow. This guy's the guy I want to follow forever. At least in the new ones. Hold on. Hold on. Roll back. Roll back. Mm -hmm. You think that Chronicles of Riddick, where he plays his literal D&D character, is not a film where he is the flagship guy? Oh, okay. What I meant, uh, he is the flagship guy of that one as well. But Fast uh-huh. and Furious is astronomically more popular. So it's like kind of like, okay, well, if you're asking a person on the street, do you know Vin Diesel? Like, oh, the guy from Fast and Furious is most likely what they're going to say. Right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I want to meet the one guy who was like, oh, from Triple X? Oh, from <laughs> Billy from Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I love that guy. He's great in that, that movie, The Angly Made That No One's Heard of. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Vin Diesel kind of at this point he doesn't have to really act in the Fast and Furious movies because they're just he just knows he's set for life yeah. off these films. Yeah, especially after if, fucking being Groot's voice. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. he is an he is a Marvel boy. He does have that. Is Vin Diesel the Adam Sandler of action films in terms of let me get me and my friends paid? I guess so, but he only does it with one franchise. Luckily, he doesn't make a bunch of stupid movies. Yeah, that's that's his family, man. <laughs> yeah, 
And then, uh, I think he's, yeah, he didn't like The Rock, so he just got him kicked out when The Rock got his own movie. I mean, it's, The Rock didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it was more like The Rock was like, I don't need to do this. I can make my own fucking movie and make billions. So that is true. I don't think anybody kicks The Rock off of anything, <laughs> figuratively or literally. True. Yeah, he is. He's such a big person, man. The it's biggest, crazy. most fit person in America. Yeah, pretty oh frightening. God. It's it's again. I, I've said it before, but the fa- I once saw him like when he was when his daughter was first born. He was holding her, and I was like, "How are they the same species? Yeah, like how is that possible?" His arm is bigger than an entire like three year old person. Like he can yeah. hold a three year old, and his arm will be larger than them. So yeah, um, I can't imagine. Honestly, I can't imagine what it's like to get plowed by the rock. <laughs> truly and honestly i imagine you probably have to do it doggy style and you have to just embrace yourself because even if his penis isn't that big he is just huge and he's got a lot of power behind every thrust (laughs) i'm just saying you You guys aren't saying any more topics so i'm talking about (laughs) the rock if the rock fucked you you have been fucked yeah and you will know you have been fucked yeah. There is no way you will ever forget the experience. <laughs> do you think it's he's like, like uh do you think he's like uh what's his name? Patrick Bateman from uh uh American Psycho. He's just yeah. looking at himself in the mirror, like pointing, <laughs> flexing while he does it. He's either that or like the most generous lover of all time. Yeah. Or just Yeah. Maybe maybe he's a robot. Maybe he just Gets it done and just leave. Like he just says, okay, yep. You are now satisfied. I'm now satisfied. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you are now sa- Satisfaction complete. Yes. <laughs> Ejaculation procedure. Check it off the list. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea of the rock telling you that you're satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, sir. <laughs> Who the fuck are you going to disagree with him? Shit. <laughs> the Rock knows. If you came, he knows. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, God damn. Oh yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk this on the podcast because yep. this was a favorite. This thing happened on Twitter today that was so funny. So there's this like Twitter account called On This Day She, which is a feminist Twitter account. I like, talking about yeah. like uh, past things women did in history that were important or impressive. And I'm going to read the tweet, and let's see if you guys can spot where it takes a turn. Okay. Violet Morris was a world-class athlete in many sports. A lesbian, she had a mastectomy in order to in order to fit into a racing car more easily. She lost her license and her chance in the 1928 Olympics because of her loose morals. She was killed in 1944 by the French Resistance. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. I can't believe she had a mastectomy. What? That's crazy. <laughs> And um, so, go ahead, Seth. No, no, go ahead. I, I'll do something after. People were like, wait, did you mean killed, like, as part of the French Resistance? No, no, sir. She was a Nazi collaborator to the hilt and was actually uh, <clears throat> a guest of Hitler at the 1936 Olympics. The weird thing is, I kind of feel like the reason that they're pushing this, like, on the stage she is because of what's happened to, to Shikari Richardson. The mm-hmm. fastest woman in America who uh, has been denied to go to the Olympics because of marijuana. 
Um, and it's really weird <laughs> that I feel like they're trying to correlate these two things. <laughs> it's not the same, y'all. <laughs> Very far apart. <laughs> it's definitely not the same. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, she was a lesbian, and you know, she was like a cool like, woman who raced cars. Also, she you know worked with the Nazis, and she was killed with the French Resistance. It's like the funny thing is, you sent that tweet earlier. I didn't realize that it said "by." I actually thought it said "m." <laughs> so I was like, oh man, yeah. that's or like during or whatever. I was like, oh man, that's kind of sad. I, I didn't even put the the pieces together until now. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, she was driving a car, and uh, the French Resistance had sabotaged it, so when it sputtered out, they just jumped out of the bushes and fucking filled it full of bullets. Like, they did not take any chances. And it, it's like, it's so funny, because it's like, we're, we, this is a level of wokeness, I hate to even talk, call it that, but like, the girl boss phenomenon is now, let's talk about how great this lady was, she just happened to also be a Nazi. Yep. And the person running the account was like, hey, we're trying to highlight the Constitution's women both good and bad. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> On this day in 2013, Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> she beat the charges. <laughs> she put her children in a, in a trash bag and beat them against two trees. But now she's free. <laughs> yep. Next up, Lenny <laughs> Reefenstahl. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I, lo- I love this idea of, man, let's just celebrate all yeah. the things women have done. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. People can can talk about how cool the, the Zodiac Killer mystery was, right? Yeah. Why not a woman? Not a, why not a woman? Yeah, why not what women? Because I'm interested in the Zodiac Killer because he's a man. Yes! <laughs> I'm interested in man history. Zodiac Killer. Himstery is what we got around here. Exactly. <laughs> I do love the idea of someone being interested in Zodiac Killer because he's a guy. <laughs> well, actually, we don't even know. We could right. we could claim the Zodiac Killer for for the female side. Can you imagine if they like if they one day reveal the Zodiac Killer is actually a woman and some guy is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? As a woman? Yeah, no <laughs> All way. This? No way. Women didn't discover cryptography until 1979, so she couldn't have even done that." <laughs> He takes his copy of Zodiac and snaps it. Yeah. It's just fucking bullshit. He does like the, the remember those guys who used to go to the school saying the power team who were like, they loved Jesus Christ and they were all big. So they would just rip phone books in half. But, and then they were yeah. like, and this is why Jesus sacrificed his body for us. <laughs> <laughs> those him, guys rule. Oh, no. No. I love the idea of ripping a phone book in half for Jesus. Yeah. I do love how like, it was weird how. There was just this one group of like really fit people who were going around showing up how fit they were, and for some reason it had to be a Jesus thing. I don't really understand how those things came together, but man, Jesus must have really loved that one. He got a he got a win there. <laughs> I just see these three. Go ahead, Marcus. Uh, I was just gonna say that that's the body of Christ right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just see like these three guys who are all in Bible study together and they're all fucking ripped yeah. and thinking to ourselves, guys, how can we reach the youth? What can we do? Like what's, what's our end with the kids? And then while they're thinking about it, one guy just rips a phone book in half <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, I figured it out. Can you pull a truck with your teeth? Oh shit, we got it. Just, just two of those guys pulling the Pope mobile around yeah. <laughs> with their dicks. What would be really great is if there was a, a, like a, a opposing group of Satanists who tore Bibles in half. And they were weak. 
They were weaklings. <laughs> Scrawny they men. Yeah, they use a chainsaw to do it. Yeah. It's cheating, but whatever. Exactly. And they all they do is computer program. That's their thing. <laughs> as opposed to these Jesus guys exactly. who are lumberjacks or something as their job. And I said that, being a computer programmer, understanding my place in the food chain. <laughs> what is the opposite of a computer programmer in terms of job? Computer deprogrammer. <laughs> Yes, people who, people who just delete code apparently. Oh, yeah. What if it's that? Remember that stage in Street Fighter where you beat up the car? It's that, but for a computer. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Like it's a buff man who destroys PC towers with his bare hands, just drop kicking computers. This oh, fist sick. of the North Star. <laughs> yes. Damn, so that was an anime reference. Yeah, it's a reference to a good anime, of which there are five. So, <laughs> name them. Go ahead. Fist of the North Star, Gurren Lagann, One Punch Man. Uh, I mean, obviously Dragon Ball Z, and then Baruto. Those are the five good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus has an, a hatchet out when I said that. Oh yeah, that that just happened to be there. Was, he no manifested a hatchet when I said no Baruto. No correlation, sir. Oh. No correlation. He's also he's also barely visible. Yeah, I'm not uh, viewers. You don't or listeners. You don't know this, but he we can only see his forehead at this point. He is full Nick Merckx us on this one. I mean, he um, has a nice forehead. Yeah. It is interesting how I see 95 percent of the screen is your room, which no offense isn't like super decorated, so it's just a wall, <laughs> and then it's your forehead and part of a hatchet. Yes, the it's funny there is. There is a box behind Marcus that I'm pretty sure just says anime on it. There's a statue of what looks like One Punch Man or Saitama, and behind that, I think it's a box that just says anime. That sounds like Marcus's apartment. So Marcus moves, he gets all those moving boxes, and he just writes anime on all of them (laughs) for every part of his house. Kitchen anime. There is someone out there who exists. You know that he's real, right? That person is that the person is definitely a, an actual human being. Oh. It has that, that much anime boxes? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Didn't you once live with a guy, Seth, who uh, had a shitload of those toy Gundams? Oh, yeah, he was a big model Gundam guy. He built them uh, quite frequently. In fact, this last Christmas, I gave him one. I, I went on Amazon. I found the coolest, raddest looking one I could. I gave it to him, and he already had it. <laughs> Um, because and you can't ask way, someone, oh, which ones do you have? Because then they'll know you're trying to get them one. So I just bought them one I thought looked red, and then, you know, he already had it. But now he has one he can play with in the bathtub. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, well, so if you ask him and he sends back 40 names, and you're all like, oh, God. I'll be like, can it, I'll send it to Marcus to decipher it. Like, I'd have uh, no, I would have no idea what they mean. I gotcha. So, but didn't you also live with someone who had a shit ton of anime figures? It was more, yeah, figures, and he was real big into wall scrolls. He had a shitload of those wall scrolls. Oh, yeah. A wall scroll guy. They're rare, yeah. but they're out there. They do exist. And, it, and and now, as an older and wiser man, I think back on those anime figurines, and I'm pretty sure a lot of those are underage characters. And that's worrisome to me. Oh, no. Well, no, they're actually 400 years old, though. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Demon lords and vampires don't count, bro. Exactly. They're immortal. 
It's funny because there was that movie, um, the the vampire movie, Near Dark. Did you see that one, Seth? With Catherine, the Catherine Bigelow one? Yeah. Yeah, that movie's good. And there was that one kid vampire who was like 300 years old, but he was like, I just want to fuck. I mean, yeah, he's that's, like- <laughs> the, <clears throat> that's the plot to Neil Gaiman's run of Eternals for Marvel. Was uh, he? It, it was just Sprite was immortal, but looked 12 years old. And turned on all the Eternals and wanted to destroy them because he was like, I can't fuck and I want to and I'm going to kill all of you because of how horny I am. Um, which I imagine will not be the plot of the Marvel <laughs> movie that's coming out later this year. You sure? It's, it sounds like a... I imagine they're going to probably use a different run of the Eternals to base it off of. <laughs> that would be the best Marvel film <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, that would be instantly. incredible. Chloe Zhao was like, you have to let me do this. <laughs> Bitch, my name is Chloe, Chloe Zhao. I do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Just imagine being in a theater, all them families and shit, and that's the plot of the film. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wish uh, they would have gone with the original version of Thanos, who wanted to have, who wanted to fuck death. And that yeah. was why he did his big crazy stuff. That, that was, that would be way cool. <laughs> yeah, thumbs down to this Josh Brolin fucking Thanos. Josh Brolin, not he's a fine voice actor. He did a great as, yeah. as a character, but this is not this is not really Thanos. Hashtag yeah. not my Thanos. Oh no, <laughs> I'm starting oh, it right now. Oh no, did you guys see that Stephen Dorff is in the news? No, for what? He said that Black Widow looks bad, and he is embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson for being in it. Wow. Okay, um, and it's like. He's not wrong, but also he's Stephen Dorff. Why is he? Why is anyone talking to Stephen Dorff? Wait, he's not. What do you mean he's not wrong? You haven't seen the movie. <laughs> uh, Marvel movies are pretty much as bad, but they're they're trash. But they're fun trash. Eh, I disagree with, but I mean I can see they're not. They're not like freaking masterpieces by any, any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think, I think they're better than like. I think a Marvel movie is so much better than a lot of the just okay movies that get released these days. Because, I don't know, I get, probably just because there's so many of them at this point that like you have something to lean on. But I just feel like so many movies, you, like if you open up Netflix and watch some random movie, like not some award winner or some, you know, just some, a Netflix original movie is the most bland, okay movie you'll ever watch in your life. So I do think that they kind of curb uh, that trend a little bit. I thought Marvel movies are the bland, just okay movies. Like they have the formula in place to make a a workable film. Like know. here is your entertainment unit, citizen. <laughs> you will be moderately entertained by it. Interesting. And they're choking out those those okay movies. They're choking out that that the the things they're not making those movies anymore. It's so few of them now that has come out that are like, what the fuck is this movie? I'll go watch it. Sure. They don't exist. It's all. It's all got. Everything's got to make a billion dollars these days. Cause how it is. I do think that's true. I do think there's not a lot of places for, you know, small movies to get made. Seth, we talked about this. The fucking Don't Breathe Two. Oh my fucking <laughs> yeah. god. Why? So I mean, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Don't Breathe, which you should watch. So just skip the next maybe thirty seconds. The fact that the insane rapist is the apparently the protagonist of the new movie is just beyond me i don't know how hollywood got away with that one i guess they are banking on people not remembering what even happened in the first one 
Uh, the, the reason is the first movie was made for $5 million, made $150 million at the box office. It's so a yes, good movie. That's why. It is good. Yeah. But the but, thing is, they set up a sequel at the end of the movie that would be way more interesting than whatever the fuck this is. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Could you not get Jane Levy to take a break from Zoe's uh, extraordinary playlist, which is now canceled anyway, to be in the new movie? I don't know. I've never heard of the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It's a show on NBC that she was a star of. But yeah, it's like, why is everything a goddamn franchise these days? Why is everything a fucking cinematic universe? When when will the blind man fucking meet Jason or whatever? Yeah. (laughs) That's the the biggest thing is the cinematic universe because once I've we discussed it at discussed it ad nauseum, but I don't care. The reason Marvel even worked in the first place is they made some pretty good movies people liked, strung them all together, and then it worked. They didn't start with Iron Man being like, well, this is going to be a 22-movie, you know, universe. They didn't start with that. Every, the Mortal Kombat... I'm not I'm not getting into it. I'm not going to get into it. But the Mortal <laughs> Kombat movie tries so hard to set up a cinematic universe that it fails to be a movie. And that is how a lot of movies are these days. They want to start something. Hell, I even think that the new Godzilla stuff is... It's still fun, but it's subpar because they really want this to be such a big monster universe. And I'm like, make good monster movies and I'll watch your other monster movies that can all tie in later. You got to make them good now. And I, I don't know. It's just so infuriating to me that every movie these days doesn't even feel like it's complete. Like, I feel like yeah. I watch, I feel like I'm watching the exposition. Every movie is just exposition for what they want to be the rest of the movies. And I don't care. Remember, uh, the ending of The Predator? I don't remember that movie. Send this blank out the Predator. That movie sucks so fucking bad. Remember that the end to Independence Day 4 or whatever? Or Independence Day 2? Oh, yeah. Independence Day. Here's the thing about those two movies. Because they're, they're, in my mind, they're the same exact movie. Um, I'll say this for Predator. It had a scene that I remember. I don't remember a single part of the new Independence Day. I don't know. Because, like, here's the thing. If you're going to make a new Independence Day, one, you shouldn't. Two, it's definitely going to be bad. But three, it should be, like, a Fast and Furious thing where it's, like, incredibly dumb but has good big action set pieces that are fun to watch. That movie had nothing. It was literally the most boring movie I've ever watched. Absolutely. I mean, there are there are stupid like Diablo Cody ripoff indie movies where two characters just walk down the road and talk to each other that are way more interesting than Independence Day resurgence or insurgence or bug surgence or something. Yeah. Independence Day Rising Revengeance. Yeah. (laughs) I remember one scene from that movie and it's not even really a whole scene. It's just, I remember them in the goddamn White House. There's a picture of Will Smith this just a production still from the first movie. And they're like, hey, it's your dad. He fucking died. You're yeah. like, what the shit? It's like, we, cl- we could not get Will Smith back, exactly. so here we are. That's the thing that, although, if you can't get Will Smith to come back, you don't even try to make Independence Day 2. No. You just don't do it without without Will Smith. Um, it's like this fucking Space Jam movie they're making right now, which just looks more and more garbage every single time I see more about it. It's like... <laughs> I'm Space glad Jam they finally was... got a good actor in the leading role, though. 
And I'm not even, I mean, I understand that I'm an incredible LeBron James fanboy, but I actually think LeBron James is very funny. Uh, He's very good uh, at comedic acting, at least. Uh, And Michael Jordan is one of the worst actors of all time. But Seth, did you see the new clip with Porky Pig? (laughs) I saw saw the title. I saw the title of the clip and I didn't even click on it. I'm like, I don't need this. Notorious P.I.G. Okay, that's solid. Come on. What else is you name him? Fuck you. What else is you name him? I would not do the scene. What else is you name him? Just Porky Pig, man. I would kill every one of them myself. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Warner Brothers comes down to you and says, Porky Pig has to rap. What is his name? And you're telling me you're not going to Notorious P.I.G.? I'm sorry. I could I could find something else. No, I but could yeah. do it. I will. I will I'll honestly, say the new Space Jam looks like the most insane. So the the thing is, they want to have like a movie that's like all the Warner Brothers properties, not just Looney Tunes. And they, hey, hey credit to some people who worked on this movie because there are some incredibly deep cuts into the Warner Brothers catalog. One of the weirdest ones being the goons from Clockwork Orange. Because that is a movie about a bunch of people who go around and murder and rape people. (laughs) It's in a family movie about Warner Brothers. (laughs) That was a weird one. Um, It looks insane, and I'm definitely watching it on opening day. (laughs) There's nothing that's not me from that one. But it looks to be the most insane movie. Um, Space Jam was a very stupid movie and a product of its time, and we should not have brought it back. We should yeah. let, it, let it stay dead. Because this movie looks like it was written 10 years ago, and they just didn't oh. change the script. That's the same problem I had with the new Zombieland movie. The new Zombieland movie honestly felt like it was written the day after Zombieland came out, and they just did not change the script over 10 years. Um, not even and that's, how, and that's how this one feels. Also, Isn't it weird that Jesse Eisenberg in Zombieland is an incel? Isn't that kind of weird? It is. Okay. I was going to point that it out is. for everyone. We didn't have a word for it back then, but since then we now have it, and it's very weird. That's what he is, and he's yeah. the hero of the movie. And he is the hero, yes. And he killed Bill Murray. Uh, Goddamn. Yeah. So, y'all know about VTubers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Apparently Fox News has one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it is. Uh, I'm going to post it in the chat. This is breaking news. This is hot off the fucking presses. Fox News is a VTuber. Oh, no. Oh, we've, we've gone too far. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why? Why? This is, um... Disturbing? Not... I mean, what... What does Fox News even think a VTuber is? That's a great question. Let's go to our, our VTuber expert, Marcus Barkley. For, uh... Hello, VTuber expert here. Um, I feel like Fox News is using the uh, the Samsung Sam kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good poll. They, they, yeah. whipped out, <laughs> they whipped out Samsung Sam. People made porn... People got so horny People, for Samsung Sam. Right. And for it was like a week and done. I was like, Jesus, yeah. I'm glad it's over. Because I didn't even hear about it until the tail end, like at all. My wife mentioned it and I looked it up. And the, I, 
I went on Google Images and the first thing was already like some lewd fan art. I didn't even see the actual thing until like I scrolled. Because right. everything was just horny fan art of the Sam girl. So obviously Fox wants to <laughs> to use their fan bases, you know, pent up sexual energy to make some nasty porn of this uh, cartoon character. All right, Marcus. Who's first, actually? We got two pieces of news from Marcus. I got one question from Marcus and a piece of news. Um, who's the best VTuber, Marcus? Uh, that would be. This is objectively. Yeah. Not not personally. Uh-huh. Gargura from Hollow Live English. She's a no. cool shark girl. What are you talking about? Uh, no, she's the, Code, literally the most popular. <laughs> Code Miko is the best one. First of all. Oh, true. Um, <clears throat> Also, did, how are you dealing with Indie Fox being parma banned on Twitch? <sighs> it hurts. Wait, what happened to Indie Fox? Wait, well, hold on. What happened here? So last or two weeks ago, whenever we talked about her getting banned, but then uh-huh. it was like two days later she had gotten back on, and now she has been unpartnered, unaffiliated, and has been permanently banned from Twitch. Right. Um. So yeah. So Marcus, Devastate. what are you watching at night now? Dude, uh, I can't tell you that, but you know, I found. My way to cope, you know. You found some copium? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best stuff on the market, copium. I, I'll, I'll get through eventually, but you know. I'll, Is it amaranth? Is that your copium? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Wait, but what did she get Pearl Man for? I don't even know, actually. I just remember one day I woke up and it was like, because like, apparently after she got unbanned, she went back doing the same shit she was doing before. Right. And then apparently this time she just... I don't know if she pissed off the wrong person or she specifically did something because no one has like a concrete answer. But yeah, the next day she was completely off of Twitch. Um, they, they don't seem to have any any uh, desire to to let her back on. So wow, yeah, which is weird because they're gonna keep Amaranth around. <laughs> I know that's the weird thing is that she's staying for now. So we'll see. I don't know, man. It's getting weird on Twitch. Oh yeah, boys. Here's a great thing that happened uh, yesterday. Because you know, yesterday, as y'all know, it was July 4th. Oh, yeah. Uh, I walked by uh, the TV while I was playing CBS News. And I saw uh, just an absolutely incredible thing happen. Uh, it was some white dude on there talking about... Basically, he said, years ago, on July 4th, I was walking down the street and I saw a man on his porch drinking a beer. And he raised his beer to me and we exchanged nods. And I said to him, sir, what do you love most about America? And he said, not hesitating, freedom. And that man was black and he lived in a very broken, poor neighborhood. And isn't it amazing that even he could look past the flaws in our system to acknowledge how free and exceptional America is compared to anywhere else in the world? Yeah, that is. And I was like. First of all, this didn't happen. Second of all, extremely normal conversation to have with a stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I love it's like uh tip my beer to you. Uh favorite thing about America? Freedom. Apparently about America Yeah, freedom to sit on my porch and drink beer. That's the greatest right. thing about America. No, legitimately, I actually have friends who've moved to America from other countries. And it's funny, that is the exact thing they've said. They've said the best thing about America is they can sit on their porch and drink beer. Like, no no lie, that is what they've said. Because they said that in other countries, it's sometimes it's frowned upon to drink, to drink at all. A lot of people like either hide that you're drinking. Um, sometimes, you know, you're not allowed to do it, like, even on your own property. You're not allowed to do it, like, in with people looking at you and stuff. There's lots of countries who are just weird about it. They were like, I honestly love that I can just sit on my porch and drink a beer and smoke a cigarette. No one's going to care. And it's like, 
Wow, that is very interesting. So, um, that is one thing I like about America, I guess, if you come from certain places. So that's why they hate us for our freedoms. Yes. Mm. All those countries, you can't drink a beer on your porch. So they want to kill us. Imagine you legalize that in so many countries with a skyrocket in popularity. Legalize drinking on your porch. Exactly. Oh, have you guys seen that incredibly strange TikTok of like these people singing the national anthem in like a Walmart? No, that sounds no. horrifying. It, it, Tell it, me everything. It really is. Apparently, like one person just started singing, and all these other shoppers just joined them, and they're just like, "Oh yes." Someone gets out their phone. They're like, "Oh, very patriotic moment." Yeah. Here in America, I was like, "What?" In the background, that is you, cult. <sighs> you see rational people running out, just dropping all their groceries and leaving. <laughs> that is cult behavior, friend. It, it Run. Really is. No. <laughs> if that happened. First of all, I would actually stick around because I would see how many people actually know the lyrics. <laughs> and then I would immediately leave and be like, I was never here. I'll delete that video if I'm in it, please. Oh, when do they drink the Kool-Aid? Exactly. <laughs> is my question. That it's is. like when people in the National Anthem, people start just spontaneously put their hand over their heart. I'm like, what are you doing? You're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> people will like, look at, sometimes people will be like, you're not putting your hand in your heart? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't give a shit about any of this. Does, does this country not even understand that people don't believe in God? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? All of our shit is about God. And I'm like, you don't understand that a lot of people in this country don't even believe in God or not the God you're talking about? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, there's this whole idea of separation of church and state, which is absolute bullshit. Because one time I was in high school, or not high school, I was in middle school. And we got pulled out of class for a two-hour-long assembly that was just a sermon. It was just a sermon. Because we, in, yeah. in, in the South, we have this, I'm not sure where they have it anywhere else, but we have this thing called the Y Club, which is a in-school like Christianity club, which is fine. There's all kinds of clubs in school. I don't give a shit. But they, for some reason, got the power to do a two-hour assembly where a preacher just came in and preached. And I'm like, Wow. Separating real, real good separation we have here. Church and state. Maybe it's better in other places, but in the southeast, it doesn't exist at all. It's the, the separation. Oh yeah, I mean churches are insanely like what tax free, tax exempt. Yeah, and they use all that money to put it right back in their yeah. own pockets. I mean, where we're from, a lot of the private schools are all you know in some way affiliated with a church. They're all like you know Christian academies and Catholic academies and. Uh, not any Jewish ones where we're from, but maybe other places. Um, but yeah, I always felt that was uh, incredibly strange and definitely illegal, but no one cared enough. So here we are. Yeah, they just have enough lobbyists and support from parents to make it okay. Yep. Does, like when I was in school, I remember this. They We didn't learn about sex. Didn't happen. Yeah. We were taught abstinence-only education. Which and, is, hey, work like you think it would. Exactly. Um, and you were still part of the group that got to choose to learn about evolution or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can yeah. go play basketball in the gym instead if you don't want. If your parents were like, don't teach my kid about evolution. Yeah. And also, isn't it great that that means that there was only one day dedication, dedicated to evolution <laughs> in, our, in our high school science classes? <laughs> yep. Um, and I was one of three kids in the class. It was normally about 20 people. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious um, and sad. And 
and it, about, luckily by the time I got to high school, we went to the same high school, they uh, had gotten rid of that policy. So that was nice. But still, the fact that it was ever there is weird. It's so funny that, like, even today, evolution is still something anyone gives a fuck about in terms of it being controversial. It's, it's been 200 or something however fucking many fucking years has been. Isn't it weird that out of nowhere, everyone is upset about critical race theory being taught in schools? <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Thank you. I mean, I feel like I... we didn't even think about this. Uh, I mean, six months ago, I don't even think people thought about this. And then just in the last six months, it's just been like, you can't teach people critical race theory. And I'm like, one, are they? And two, they should. And three, the fact that you're so scared of critical race theory says a lot about you. I want one of these people to define critical race theory for me, please. What I'll, is it? I want They're Marjorie gonna... Taylor Greene to describe critical race theory. That's the thing, though. They talk about it all the time. They're like, they're going to teach your kids that you're racist just because you're white. They're going to teach your kids that to judge. Oh, my God. It, it yeah. infuriates me that they take the line from Martin Luther King and twist it to support their fucking argument. And, oh, God, it's just yeah it's hilarious because like you said i don't know if any of them have a firm grasp on critical race theory i mean i'm not even a person who thinks i can describe critical race theory that well i'm not that smart i, I would like if someone taught it to me honestly i mean um, it's easy to describe it's hey guys racism it's still around yeah basically it's just the idea that racism per, per uh is permeates every part of our society structurally throughout government you know business and social interactions um but that's just a very bare bones definition, and I feel like people should know more about it. Because when I was in school, I was taught that MLK personally slew uh, racism yeah. in one-on-one -on -one combat in 1968. And then all the and remnants never were elbow-dropped by Barack Obama. That was when <laughs> everything else was shoved away. We did it. The mountaintop. God. <laughs> and the question is, what happened to him after that? We're going to talk about that part. Yep. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, it's happily ever after now. Woo. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, killed like, by the FBI. I mean, I mean, he was, you know, killed by uh, <laughs> a unknown assailant. Yeah. Just a random guy. Yeah, so this whole thing, they've even admitted it now that their their goal is to try and get anything they don't like folded under the umbrella of critical race theory. Like, get whatever, any kind of economic leftist thought, doesn't matter what it is, or feminist stuff, fold it under critical race theory and freeze that in the minds of, of dumb people and say, this is all critical race theory and aren't you scared of it for whatever reason? I mean, I'm it's honestly concerned we're probably going to stop teaching people about slavery. I honestly think that's probably going to happen, especially in Texas. I'll be surprised yeah. if kids in Texas even know about slavery or the Holocaust. I'm going to be honest with you. All right, there are plenty uh, of people who don't believe the Holocaust. Uh, the Holocaust? <laughs> yeah. Is that what Medea calls it? I'm sorry, that was a oh, bad joke. No. That was a bad joke. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. But it's like, uh, you know, I'll stand by it. Uh, Mine was going to be worse. Mine was about the, the haka, you know, the dance done by Aboriginal people. Oh, yeah. Yours is probably a deeper cut than mine. Probably more racist, to be honest. It's probably but, true. Uh, but, yeah, it's, like, crazy. You get racism or, like, like slavery, they're going to be all like, oh, there was a thing where some people were, you know, made to do stuff, which is like socialism. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. That's, that's the play right there. Teach them that slavery was socialism. 
That's yeah. You put it all under critical race theory and all the stuff you actually teach that is bad. You're like that was because of socialism. The Vietnam War happened because of socialism. Technically true, but <laughs> we, we lost it because of socialism. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's just wild how like, people who had never heard of the idea of critical race theory three w- weeks ago are now just like losing their minds over it. Yeah. You um, didn't know about it before. Why do you care now? Because they've they, been heavily misinformed. <laughs> exactly. They heard. They they heard what Marcus said. They heard. Oh, if you learn critical race theory, you will think that everyone who's white is racist. And it's like, and there, and then pe- the white people who are racist are the ones who are like, we can't have this be taught. <laughs> That's like, crazy. Did you see the fucking thing about how like Tucker Carlson was saying we need to defund the military over them teaching critical race theory to their officers? What what, yeah. what a weird turn we've lit to where Tucker Carlson says we shouldn't support the military. <laughs> It was like people on Twitter, like, like Chubbs were like, look at this beta cuck general over here talking about how racism is real. Oh, and there was that tweet where Ben Shapiro thought, was like, no one thinks, or they are like, oh, what would you ban in your communities? And they listed some things, and he was like, oh, no one said crime. And they're like, Ben <laughs> Shapiro, crime is already banned. That's why it's called crime. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I enjoy crime in my community, babe. Yeah, please. <laughs> please bring more crime. Please don't ban crime. Not my favorite. Not <laughs> yeah. No. Not my problematic fave crime. Exactly. I need this. What was it in, the, in the, the trailer for the Forever Purge? It was like, all crime is now illegal. Or all crime, including murder, is now illegal. I'm like, thanks for putting murder back in there, y'all. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean it? Does that mean all the other crimes were legal? <laughs> Until now, yeah. <laughs> very um, weird. Uh, that movie, by the way, I, I can't wait to go see it. But at the same time, it seems like it might be the first one where it has weird politics that I can't quite decipher. Yeah, I think it has some kind of like weirdly pro bourgeoisie overtones, which is weird. Because like the enemies are saying, like or the bad guys are saying, you rich can't hide behind your steel walls anymore, which that sounds like something I would say, to be honest. Yeah. And then also, but then the, the, the poor, like, Hispanic ranch hands are helping their rich employers escape to Mexico. Yeah. I, I'm i not sure what we're, what we're doing here. Yeah. Might be the first person we got out watching theaters. We'll see. All right, boys. Yeah. Let's, as a wrap up, what you doing, watching, playing, reading in your case, Seth? Yes, I've been reading the works of uh, Brandon Sanderson. He is, for anybody who doesn't know, he's a fantasy author, um, famous Mormon, and uh, yeah, a pretty, pretty good author. I've, I've read, I read one of his books in a couple of days, and now I'm reading the second in the Mistborn trilogy, and I've already read 300 pages, like, today, <laughs> so... I'm uh have making some some good progress on it, and I want I want to finish up this trilogy. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've just been honestly reading, and I saw Fast Nine, which was just as intellectually stimulating. <laughs> Nine, yep. Marcus, Marcus, what about you? Me, I have been watching this anime called Shiki. Shiki, mm-hmm. it's a horror anime, but uh, there's something about people dying from like a blood disease but it's actually vampires i'm halfway through it but it's interesting enough for me to finish it so that's what i'm working on aren't all diseases blood diseases really Mm -hmm. 
I guess. <laughs> no, no, Corona's not a blood disease. Aha. But like, if you if you, you didn't have blood, blood, you couldn't get it. That's true. <laughs> Marcus, tell you me I'm wrong. You get a lot of things. Hmm. Marcus, Listen, I'm I'm not a doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. Damn it. Yeah. Um. Smith? I have, I watched, I finished the anime Black Lagoon, which is pretty good. Nice, uh, a, a bit of a more, a more classic action show, which was, it was, it was a fun little ride. I liked, I liked the weird arcs and crazy psychos showing up and doing funky shit. And uh, I've been playing Scarlet Nexus, trying to beat that, at least the one route. I want to beat one character story, and then I might play the second character story. I don't know. Uh, Any good? And... Yeah, I mean, like I said, the action, the combat is very smooth. I like how how clean it is. It feels very good to play once you figure out how the combos work and how to keep your psychokinesis going for longer. It's a pretty fun. It's like, like I said, it's like it's like control. Except instead of shooting, you're slashing guys with with a sword. That's basically the difference. Uh, so pretty fun. Very very anime. However, however, we'll say this: any cosmetic changes you make to your characters, like stuff you put on them, carries over into cutscenes. So, like, I put, like, a whole-ass Dreamcatcher on my character's face, like, directly in front of their face, and it shows up in all the cutscenes, and it makes me laugh every time I see it, because I'm just like, it's such a serious scene with a Dreamcatcher in front of my entire whole face. It, it's great. Uh, and other than that, I don't know, been fucking, uh, I mean, no, that's pretty much it, you know? Just, just chilling. Nice. Well, that's an app. Uh, yeah, it is. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Part Time Pretzel. And I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram and Mr. Beaches. And, and I also occasionally do our film podcast. Uh, our theme song is done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. His own podcast called Southern Smackdown. We talk about wrestling and they're from the South. And he might be live on Twitch right now. So uh, if you're <laughs> yes. listening to this live, there you go. <laughs> Uh, we, this, this, I, I say it every week, it gets more and more true every week. We have stopped trying to solve our problems, we're just trying to outlive them. Uh, oh, wait, no, I fucked you up. You said that, you're supposed to say that, that's your last line. Your first uh, one is bam. you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> I know. Okay. Marcus, what do you want to fuck? Uh, you. Wow. Flattered. <laughs> wow. I that's also a part of the podcast that I do. You're just... <laughs> Ruining the intro at this point or the outro. He does it too, so um, we, we uh, together. And Orlando, more like an Orlando vacation. I'll come up with a better one. I promise. <laughs> I just remember what I was going to do that right now. So I'll come up with a better one next week. Uh, and from New Orleans to New York, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> podcast, baby. From New Orleans, you know what? podcast, we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Capitalism sucks. There we go.